panhandle and the ghosts from all men are ghosts by l p jacks this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique G. Campbell, October 2018. Our story is introduced with this header. Oh, di solo, or sei tu ancora morto, ed egli a me, come, il mio corpo, still ne mondo su, non lo senso porto. From Dante, Inferno canto thirty three part one panhandle lays down a principle the first principle to guide us in the study of the subject said panhandle is that no genuine ghost ever recognized itself as what you suppose it to be the conception which the ghost has of its own being is fundamentally different from yours because it lacks solidity you deem it less real than yourself the ghost thinks the opposite you imagine that its language is a squeak from the ghost's point of view the squeaker is yourself in short the attitude of mankind towards the realm of ghosts is regarded by them as a continual affront to the majesty of the spiritual world perpetrated by beings who stand on a low level of intelligence and for that reason they seldom appear or make any attempt at open communication doing their work in secret and disclosing their identity only to selected souls far from admitting that they are less real than you they regard themselves as possessed of reality vastly more intense than yours imagine what your own feelings would be if at this moment i were to treat you as a gibbering boogie and you will then have some measure of the contempt which ghosts entertain for human beings you must confess my dear panhandle i answered that you are flying in the face of the greatest authorities and have the whole literature of this subject against you you tell me that no genuine ghost ever recognized itself as such i mean of course interrupted panhandle that it never recognized itself as a ghost in your inadequate sense of the term then said i what do you make of the ghost words in hamlet i am thy father's spirit this one at all events recognized itself as such in attributing those words to the ghost said panhandle shakespeare was using him as a stage property and as a means of playing to the gallery which is incapable of right notions on this subject but there is another passage in the same group of scenes which shows that shakespeare was not wholly ignorant of the inner mind of ghosts listen to this enter ghost horatio what art thou that usurpest this time of night together with that fair and warlike form in which the majesty of buried denmark did sometimes march by heaven i charge thee speak marcellus it is offended bernardo see it stalks away now what does that mean he continued the words of horatio imply that the ghost has usurped a reality which does not belong to him that he is a wraith a goblin or some such absurdity that in short he is going to be treated in the idiotic manner which is usual for men in the presence of such apparitions doubtless the ghost saw that these men were afraid of him that their hair was standing on end and their knees knocking together disgusted at such an exhibition of what to him would appear as a mixture of stupidity and bad manners he turned up his nose at the lot of them and stalked away in wrath no self-respecting ghost would ever consent to be so treated and that may help you to understand why communications from the world of spirits are comparatively rare ghosts who believe in the existence of human beings often regard them as idiots to communicate with such imbeciles is to court an insult 
or at least to expose the communicating spirit to an exhibition of revolting antics and limited intelligence from their point of view men are a race of beings whose acquaintance is not worth cultivating your words imply i said that some of the ghosts do not believe in our existence at all the majority are of that mind he answered belief in the existence of beings like yourself is regarded among them as betokening a want of mental balance a ghost who should venture to assert that you for example were real would certainly risk his reputation and if he held a scientific professorship or an ecclesiastical appointment he would be sneered at by his juniors and made the victim of some persecution i may tell you incidentally that the ghosts have among them a psychical research society which has been occupied for many years in investigating the reality of the inhabitants of this planet by the vast majority of ghosts the proceedings of the society are viewed with indifference and the claim which is occasionally made that communication has been established with the beings whom we know as men is treated with contempt the critics point to the extreme triviality of the alleged communications from this world they say that nothing of the least importance has ever come through from the human side and are wont to make merry over the imbecility and disjointed nonsense of the messages reported by the mediums for you must understand that there are mediums on that side as well as on this i happen to know of two instances some time ago two questions purporting to come from this world reached the ghosts one was what will be the price of midland preferred on january one nineteen fifteen the other will it be a boy or a girl for months a committee of ghostly experts has been investigating these communications the meaning of which proved at first sight utterly unintelligible in that world the matter is still undecided but the conclusion most favored at the moment is that the messages are garbled quotations from an eminent poet among the ghosts meanwhile more than one great reputation has been sacrificed and the sceptics are jubilant as you speak panhandle i said it suddenly occurs to me with a kind of shock that at this moment these beings may be investigating the reality of my own existence it would be interesting if i could find out what they suppose me to be i doubt if the knowledge would flatter you he answered it is highly probable that you would hear yourself interpreted in lower terms than even the most malicious of your enemies would invent a friend of mine who is a doctor of science and extremely scornful as to the existence of spirits is actually undergoing that investigation by the ghost results of which if applied yourself you would find so interesting some assert that he is a low form of mental energy which has managed to get astray in the universe others declare that he is a putrid emanation from some kind of matter which science has not yet identified without consciousness but by no means without odor they allege that they have walked through him at this point of the conversation i suddenly remembered a question which i had several times had on the tip of my tongue to ask panhandle i said you seem to be on a familiar footing with the ghosts how did you acquire it ah oh, my friend the answer to that is a long story come down to my house in the country stay a fortnight and i promise to give you abundant material for your next book part two panhandle narrates his history and describes the haunted house panhandle's residence was situated in a remote part of the country and at this moment i have no clear recollection of the complicated journey with its many changes at little-known junctions which i had to make in order to find my friend the residence stood in the midst of elevated woodlands and it was well hidden by the trees 
an immense sky sign standing out high above all other objects and plainly visible to the traveller from whatever side he made his approach had been erected on the roof the sky sign carried the legend no psychologists it turned with the wind gyrating continually and when darkness fell the letters were outlined in electric lamps only a blind man could miss the warning the legend was repeated over the main entrance to the grounds with the addition of the word beware i thought of man-traps and ferocious dogs and for some minutes i stood before the gates wondering if it would be safe for me to enter at last remembering how several friends had assured me that i was no psychologist i concluded that little harm awaited me plucked up my courage and boldly advanced beyond the gates i found the warning again repeated with a more emphatic truculence and a finer particularity at intervals along the drive i saw notice boards projecting from the barberries and the laurels each with some new version of the original theme death to the psychology of religion were the words inscribed on one the next was even more precise in its application and ran as follows investigative psychologists take notice panhandle has a gun and will not hesitate to shoot somewhat shaken i approached the front door and was startled to see a long glittering thing suddenly thrust through an open window in the upper story and the man behind the weapon was unquestionably panhandle himself can it be i said aloud that panhandle has taken me for an inquisitive psychologist advance cried my host who has a keen ear for such undertones advance and fear nothing a moment later he grasped me warmly by the hand welcome dearest of friends he was saying you have arrived at an opportune moment the house is full of guests who are longing to meet you but panhandle i expostulated as we stood on the doorstep i understood we were to be alone i have come for one purpose only that you might explain your familiarity with with those people i used this expression rather than one more explicit because the footman was still present knowing from long experience how dangerous it is to speak plainly about metaphysical realities in the hearing of the proletariat those very people are now awaiting you said panhandle as he drew me into the library i'll be quite frank with you at once this house is haunted and if on consideration you find your nerves unequal to an encounter with ghosts you had better go back at once or there is no telling how soon the apparitions will begin i have been longing to see a ghost all my life i answered and now that the chance has come at last i am not going to run away from it but i confess that with the encounter so near at hand my knees are not as steady as i could wish a turn in the open air will set that right said he and we will take it at once for i perceive an indication that the first ghost has already entered the room and is only waiting for your nerves to calm before presenting himself to your vision i bolted into the garden and panhandle with an irritating smile at the corners of his mouth followed as we walked among the lawns and shrubberies we both fell silent he for a reason unknown to me i because something in his plan of gardening had absorbed my attention and filled me with wonder presently i said panhandle i cannot refrain from asking you a question i observe that in your style of gardening you have embodied an idea which i have long cherished but never dared to carry out lest people should think me morbid you have planted cypress at the back of your roses and the plan is so unusual and yet so entirely in accord with my own mind on the subject that i suspect telepathy between you and me he looked at me closely for a few seconds and then said it may be i too have often suspected that throughout the whole of my gardening operations i was under the control of an intelligence other than my own but 
I would have never guessed that it was yours. Anyhow, this particular area, no matter what its origin may be, is admirable. No other background would compare with the cypress for bringing out the color of the roses. See how gorgeous they look at this moment. And the cypress, too, I said, are, thanks to the contrast, full of majesty. But that you and I understand one another so completely at this point, there is another at which I confess you bewilder me and I indicated the sky sign which at that moment had turned its legend. No psychologist full towards us. You will not be surprised to learn, he answered, that this house, like other haunted houses, has been the scene of a tragedy. The tragedy is the explanation of the sign, and it is essential you should know the story, as the ghosts are certain to refer to it. You remember that I once had a religion. I trust you have one still, I said. I prefer to be silent on that point, he answered. Whatever religion I may have at the present moment, I am resolved to protect from the disasters which befell the religion I had long ago. A certain psychologist got wind of it, and I, in my innocence, granted his request to submit my religious consciousness to a scientific investigation. I was highly flattered by the result. The man, having completed his investigation, came to the conclusion that my religion was destined to be the religion of the future, and went up and down the country announcing his prophecy. But the strange thing was that as soon as we all knew that this was going to be the religion of the future, it ceased to be the religion of the present. What followed? Why, in a couple of years, I and my followers had no religion at all. Incidentally, our minds had become a mass of self-complacency and conceit, and the public were coming to regard us as a set of intolerable windbags. Such was the tragedy and ever since its occurrence i have led a haunted life there may be compensations in that i suggested there are and i am resolved to maintain them this house and these grounds are kept as a strict preserve for spirits of every denomination and you will understand the severity of my measures for their protection when i tell you that the slightest taint of an earth-born psychology in the atmosphere or the footprint of one of its exponents on the greensward, would instantly cause a general exodus of my ghostly visitors, and thus deprive me of the company which is at once the solace and the inspiration of my declining years. On all such intrusions I decree the penalty of death, being fully determined that no psychology shall pollute this neighborhood until such time as the ghost having completed a psychology of their own, are able to protect themselves. I assure you that my intercourse with the spirits more than makes amends for all that I lost when my former religion was destroyed, which never became the religion of the future after all, I asked more sarcastically perhaps than was quite decent. Of course not and the same cause if suffered to operate will prevent anything else from becoming the religion of the future it is one of the signs of decadence in the present age that livelihoods should be procurable by the scientific analysis of religion had i the power i would make it a penal offence to publish the results of such inquiries as it is we must protect ourselves arm therefore my friend arm yourself with the like of this and whenever you see one of those marauders do not hesitate to shoot the only good psychologist is a dead one as panhandle said this he drew from his pocket quite the most formidable sixth shooting pistol i have ever seen i was about to protest against the atrocious obscurantism of this outburst when my attention was caught by a strange sound of fluttering in the letters of the sky sign above the house. Looking up, I saw to my amazement that the former legend had disappeared and a new one was gradually forming. 
changed the conversation were the words i read when the swaying letters had settled down into a position of rest immediately afterwards the letters fluttered again and the original legend reappeared certainly i said to myself this house is haunted obedient to the mandate of the fluttering letters i began at once to cast about for an opening that would change the conversation i could find none and i was embarrassed by the pause there was nothing for it but to break out suddenly on a new line but in the sequel i was astonished to observe with what ease panhandle in spite of the violence of the transition turned the conversation back to its original theme my dear panhandle i said you are doubtless familiar with the remark of charles dickens to the effect that writers of fiction seldom dream of the characters they have created the reason being that they know those characters to be unreal i am perfectly familiar with the passage he replied but i am astonished to hear quoted by you have you not often insisted in pursuance i suppose of the principles of your philosophy that characters created by imaginative genius such as hamlet or faust possess a deeper reality than beings of flesh and blood did you not cite instances from dickens himself and say that sam weller and mr micawber were more real to you than louis the fourteenth or george washington i certainly said so and adhere to the statement then you will not hesitate to admit that a character who is more real than george washington is at least as capable of being interested in the problem of his own creation as george washington could have been you are leading me into a trap i replied i am only requiring you to be in earnest like many persons who express the opinion you have just reiterated you have never taken the trouble to realize what it implies but i will now show you its implications nor could a better means be found of introducing the revelations i am about to make as to what you may expect in this haunted house it was your good genius who led you to this topic you will learn presently that the phenomenon peculiar to my house are entirely in harmony with your own philosophy on this point that philosophy being as i understand some new brand of idealism i desire you to proceed with the revelations immediately i said we live in an age which abhors introductions as fiercely as nature abhors a vacuum and i beg you to leave it with me to adjust what you are about to deliver to the principles of my philosophy no then said panhandle with a readiness that marked his approval of my attitude that your opinion as to the reality of these imaginary characters is entirely sound many of them are in the habit of haunting this very house and i think it extremely probable that some will put in an appearance to-night you have quoted charles dickens to the effect that their creators know them to be unreal a remarkable error for so gifted a man but it may astonish you to learn that they return the compliment by having no belief in the reality of their reputed creators it is more than possible after what you have said that mr micawber who has now become a philosopher will appear to you during your stay in the house tell him by way of experiment that his creator was a certain charles dickens you will find that he wholly fails to understand what you mean he regards himself as a fortuitous concourse of ideas only this morning i tried the same experiment on colonel newsom i told him all about thackeray who said i was the author of his being he looked utterly amazed and just as incredulous as it is possible for so perfect a gentleman to be he accused me of talking metaphysics my long acquaintance with panhandle had schooled me to betray no astonishment at anything he might say so assuming as cool an air as i could command i merely asked would you mind telling me panhandle 
by what means you have managed to ascertain the views of these gentlemen concerning their creator like yourself he answered i was convinced long ago that the creations of genius hamlet and the rest are more real than the johns toms and marys who seem to walk the earth but unlike you i have not been content that so important a truth should remain at the level of a mere elegant opinion by a course of spiritual exercises carefully devised into which i shall presently initiate you i have placed myself in direct communication with these personalities and so successful has the discipline proved that intelligent intercourse has become possible between them and me i frequently invite them to haunt the house and the response is always favorable i am on terms of intimacy with the principal characters of the classic drama of shakespeare goethe and many eminent novelists of modern times on hearing this all my efforts to keep cool broke down panhandle i cried you must initiate me into those exercises without a moment's delay be patient he replied until you have heard the further results to which they will lead i have not yet told you the half and it may be that when you have heard the rest you will prefer to have no part in these mysteries the realm to which they will lead you has an immense population of ghosts it is vastly more populous than our planet and notwithstanding that my exercises have brought me abundant knowledge of them and their doings i have not been able to classify more than a small portion of the inhabitants the characters created by imaginative genius are only one among the orders of ghosts to whom you will presently be introduced you will be haunted by ideas in every variety all of them living organisms of high complexity and all more or less ignorant of whence they come or whose they are possibly you will encounter your own ideas among them and i must warn you against claiming to be the author of any of them even the most original there is nothing that offends them more deeply they have their own notions as to their origin which they conceive to lie in something infinitely superior to the brain of a being like yourself by many of them their reputed authors are treated with contempt some deny the existence of these authors in any capacity whatsoever others regard them as mere phrases metaphors or abstractions a notable instance is that of your friend professor gunn who wrote the famous treatise to prove the non-existence of god the potent ideas projected in the course of that work had long enjoyed an independent being of their own in the spiritual world and it may interest you and professor gunn also if you will be kind enough to tell him what i am now saying to learn that these ideas of his have formed themselves into a congregation or society whose principal tenet is that there is no such being as professor gunn they regard him alternatively as a sun myth or an exploded fiction how absurd i cried in your present darkness he answered the exclamation is to be excused but i assure you that after passing one night in this house you will find that nothing in heaven or earth is less absurd than the statement you have just heard as to your own ideas he continued know that their relation to yourself is in their eyes widely different from what you conceive it to be between yourself and them there is the utmost divergence of view on this matter under no circumstances whatsoever will they consent to regard themselves as your property and no claim of that kind not even the semblance of a claim must ever be suffered to appear in your dealings with these ghosts remember that your common sense is their metaphysic and their metaphysic 
your common sense what you dream of they see what you see they dream of and the consequence is that many truths which appear to you as the least certain of your conclusions are used by them as the familiar axioms of thought on the other hand what are axioms to you are often problems to them your cogito ergo sum for example will not go down in the spiritual world for just as you on your side of the theory of knowledge are busy in trying to account for your ideas so they on theirs have much ado in their efforts to account for you all of them find you the most elusive of beings while some as i have already hinted deny your existence altogether or treat you as a highly questionable hypothesis with several of your leading ideas i hope to make you personally acquainted this very night to convince them of your identity will be no easy matter and the most vigilant circumspection will be necessary on your part i counsel an attitude of utmost modesty anything else is certain to give them the impression that you are an impostor betray then not the least surprise on finding yourself treated by your own ideas as a being of little importance to their concerns above all you must not expect them to take more than a passing interest in your brain the best course is to avoid all reference to that topic the brain is seldom if ever mentioned in the best circles of the spiritual world to which circles i assume your leading ideas belong you must never forget that in the realm of ideas class distinctions are rigidly observed there is an aristocracy and a proletariat with all the intermediate grades and many topics which may be safely mentioned among the commons are an offence when introduced to the nobility the brain is one of these its use among the ghosts is confined exclusively to the working class and you will commit a breach of good manners by flaunting its functions in the presence of august society were you for example in the course of some conversation with a noble principal to offer him the use of your own brain or to suggest that he was in need of such an implement or in the habit of using it you would commit an indiscretion of the first magnitude and it is certain the offended spirits would strike you off his visiting list and decline to haunt you any more pardon my insistence on this point knowing as i do how apt you are to talk about your brain i am naturally apprehensive lest in an unguarded moment you should thrust that organ under the nose of some great idea believe me it would be a fatal mistake remember i implore you what i have already said that in the spiritual world the brain habit is strictly confined to the working class before you can persuade me of all this i said you will have to turn my intelligence clean inside out that is precisely what i intend doing and the first step shall be taken this very instant begin the exercises by repeating the formula of initiation it runs as follows till another speaks to me i am nothing why panhandle i said laughing this is the very formula they taught me when i first entered a public school and they enforced it with kicks the universe enforces it in the same manner but let us keep to the matter in hand repeat the formula at once wait i said the situation is growing ominous and i will not embark upon this enterprise till i know more of what it will lead to take your own time said panhandle the rules of my system forbid me to hurry the neophyte if what i have told you already is not enough you shall hear more 
among the ghosts who haunt this house are beings far mightier than any i have so far described for a long time their identification baffled me until one night i overheard them in high debate and found that they were occupied in an attempt to account for their own existence in the scheme of things then i knew who they were these i said catching him up most assuredly be the ghost of the great philosophies or system of thought which in their earthly state accounted for the existence of everything else but left the problem of their own existence untouched a most happy anticipation and one that augurs well for your future success as an entertainer of ghosts have we not heard on high authority that no philosophy is complete until it has explained its own presence in the universe having neglected this at the first stage of their existence the systems exercise their wits at the second in attempts to make good the oversight do many of them succeed i asked most of them fail and for that reason their ghosts linger for ages in the neighborhood of houses which like my own are hospitable to their presence for it is a rule of the realm to which they now belong that so soon as any system succeeds in explaining its own origin it vanishes and passes on to a higher state of existence panhandle i said you have identified these ghosts beyond the possibility of cavil a more conclusive proof could not be given beware then how you proceed he said it is possible that you will be haunted tonight not only by your own ideas and their severality but by your whole system of thought organized as one synthetic ghost it will certainly question you on the subject of its creator that being as i have said the central and absorbing interest of all these spirits but again let me implore you to be on your guard against claiming to be its author to inform such a ghost that it originates in a human intelligence and that intelligence your own would be treated as an outbreak of impudence deserving the highest resentment and it is more than likely that the indignant phantom would put a lasting blight on your intellect or punish your presumption in ways yet more fearful to contemplate the flow of panhandle's speech had now become extremely rapid and my intelligence was beginning to lag in the rear give me a breathing space i cried i need an interval for silent meditation then in a voice so low that he could not hear me i repeated to myself the formula of initiation and after musing for a few minutes begged him to proceed a light is breaking i said and your warnings are taking hold in this connection he resumed i could relate many things that would surprise you just as the personalities created by genius are apt to repudiate their creators so the great philosophies when translated to the higher state are apt to disown all connection with the persons to whom their origin is humanly attributed the philosophy of spencer for example believes its author to be absolutely inscrutable that a von hartmann suspects a professor but declares him to have been unconscious of what he was doing pessimism again ascribes its beginning to a desire on the part of the primal power to give away the secret of its conspiracies against its own subjects the doctrine that mind is mechanism believes itself the outcome of a non-mechanical principle and has become in consequence the most superstitious of all the ghosts and a group of materialistic systems have concluded after long debate that all philosophies originate from ink and a tendency in the ink to get itself transferred to paper it is evident i interposed that even in their higher existence the systems are by no means free from illusions be cautious how you judged them said panhandle for it may be that in accounting for their origin 
they are less astray than yourself none the less you are right in declaring them defective fallacies perpetrated in a system at the first stage of its existence become diseases when translated to the second and some of the ghosts in consequence live the life of invalids the ghost of evolution for example will appear before you in a deplorable condition this ghost has recently learnt that it is suffering from an undistributed middle a disease unamenable to treatment being proof even against the method of eloquence which as you know is a potent specific for most logical defects you may easily identify the spirit by remembering what i have told you if you encounter an apparition walking about with its hands pressed hard on its middle and groaning heavily know that the spectre of evolution is before you panhandle i said your revelations have awakened my uttermost curiosity and every nerve in my body is tense with eagerness to encounter an apparition heaven grant that the ghost of my own philosophy may appear and yet in a sense i am disappointed you promised that you would furnish me with material for my next book but the public has no interest in the phantoms you have described and will not believe in their existence that remains to be seen he answered meanwhile i give you my solemn pledge that you shall see a ghost before the night is out he said this in a tone so ominous that i could not refrain from starting what could he mean a sudden thought flashed upon me and i cried out my dear friend you fill me with alarm and i am on the point of giving way i began to suspect that i shall never see the ghost until i have passed to another world i believe that i am doomed to die in this house to-night it was indicated in the tone of your voice with a quick motion panhandle swung round in his chair and looked me full in the face how do you know he said that you are not dead now and already passed to the existence of which you speak the effort to answer his question revived my courage but in all my life i have never found a problem half so difficult to prove that i was not dead already and become a ghost forty or fifty times did i lay down a new set of premises only to be reminded by panhandle that i begged the question in every one my ingenuity was taxed to breaking point my voice was exhausted the sweat was pouring from my brows when once again from the upper airs where the sky sign was swinging i heard the same fluttering and rustling which had arrested my attention at a former crisis it was growing dark and the arc lamps which outlined the letters were all aglow i watched the transformation and suddenly saw flashed out for a moment into the gathering darkness these words give it up part three panhandle's remarkable adventure the ghost appears dinner was now served we dined alone and in the intervals when the footman was out of the room i seized the opportunity to probe further into the mystery of the haunted house the ghosts i said have not appeared neither in my own apartment nor in the corridors nor in the various empty rooms which i have visited have i seen or heard anything to suggest that this house is haunted may i ask said my companion for the grounds of your statement that so far the ghost has failed to appear save for yourself i answered the only person i have seen since entering is the footman and how do you know the footman is not a ghost why said i he carried my bag upstairs and pocketed the balance of half a crown i gave him to pay for a telegram i have never heard a feebler argument he replied it is obvious that you resemble the majority of mankind who if they were to see a thousand ghosts every day would never recognize one of them for what it was now as to the footman but at that moment the individual in question entered the room bringing coffee and cigars when he had gone panhandle resumed 
we were speaking of the footman but perhaps it would be wiser to deal with the matter in general terms i have already said enough to satisfy any reasonable judge of evidence that this is a genuinely haunted house i have now to add that a doubt may be raised as to who is the haunter and who the haunted i sat silent staring at panhandle with eyes wide of astonishment for i had no universe of discourse to which i could relate the strange things i was hearing he went on from what i have told you already you have no doubt drawn the inference that the ghosts are haunting me but the ghosts themselves are not of that mind in their opinion it is i who am haunting them my first discovery of this which is destined to revolutionize the whole theory of ghosts was made under circumstances which i will now relate many years ago i was seated in the library late one night engaged in writing a report of certain mysterious phenomena which have been observed in this house i had just completed a copy of the signed evidence of the cook the gardener and the housemaid all of whom had left that day without notice in consequence of something they alleged they had seen suddenly i thought i heard a whispered voice from the further side of the room and looking up i saw seated at a table two beings of human semblance who were gazing intently in my direction do you not see something on the yonder chair asked one yes answered the other i certainly see something probably a gleam of light observe the curtains are not quite closed and this is about the time when they turn on the searchlight at the barracks draw the curtain close and it will instantly disappear the speaker went to the window leaving the other still staring fearfully in my direction having closed the curtains the man returned to his place by heaven the thing is still there and i could see the pallor creeping over his face a moment later i heard one of them say it has gone well whatever it was i have had a shock i am trembling all over and with that he rang the bell presently a footman appeared with a bottle of spirits and a siphon having deposited the tray he chanced to look towards the place where i had been sitting a piercing cry followed and the man ran screaming out of the room the two men also started to their feet and began shouting something i could not hear i suppose they were calling to some person in the house for their shouts were quickly followed by the entry of a young fellow of athletic build and truculent countenance show me your damned ghost he said and i'll soon settle him it's right over there in that seat cried one for heaven's sakes go up to him reginald and see what he's made of the truculent youth darted forward but suddenly came to a dead stop with a face as white as a sheet then with a trembling hand he whipped a revolver out of his pocket and at five paces fired all six barrels point-blank at my body at each shot i was aware of a painful feeling in the penumbra of my consciousness like the sudden awakening of a buried sorrow at this point panhandle paused to relight his cigar and i took the opportunity to make a remark count it no grievance i said if one who shoots at psychologists is himself occasionally shot at i surmised that the truculent youth was the ghost of a promising psychologist foully murdered by your nefarious gun name it a righteous execution and i shall agree he answered or it may be i added that many of the sudden and inexplicable pains that break out in our minds and in our bodies are caused by ghosts or whatever you call them shooting at us or stabbing at us to test our reality panhandle turned a keen glance at my face to see if i was serious and being satisfied that i was continued i have heard more unlikely explanations of such pains 
and your theory is precisely one of those which medical science will have to investigate when these discoveries of mine are made public but let me resume the narrative at the sound of the fine the whole household seemed to be aroused and what a household it was in a few moments the room was crowded with beings of reverend countenance and stately carriage looking round with slow grave eyes they conversed in whispers science must investigate this one of them said we will arrange that a committee of the society shall make a thorough examination of the house and test the phenomena don't forget to engage two shorthand writers and an expert in spirit photography and let the room be sealed up to the experts arrive during the whole of the proceedings i remained absolutely still my acquaintance with the other world having taught me the wisdom of reticence at this point however i resolved to attempt communication with my visitors and looking round for a person to whom i might address myself i observed a bright little fellow of twelve years old staring about him in an absent-minded way quite inattentive to all that was going on as i walked over to where he was standing he saw me plainly and showed not the least surprise on being addressed what is your name my little man i asked billy burst said he and what are you thinking about while all those people are making such a fuss i am wondering how people weigh the planets he answered come along with me said i and i will show you just what you want to know then taking him by the hand i led him across the room to the seat i had just left but though the sages who were present saw him cross the room now one of them saw me who was leading him by the hand i took out a sheet of paper and began to draw figures and work formulae the boy meanwhile standing by the side of my chair and saying not a word when i had finished i said do you understand perfectly he answered i see it at last thank you ever so much now billy i said there's something you can do for me i want you to stand on that chair and tell the people that the person they are making the fuss about is named panhandle that you know him and that he is real and quite harmless and that he hopes they won't shoot at him any more because it hurts say you are quite certain he is real because he has just told you how the planets are weighed dear pan said billy don't ask me to do that i never tell people about you they would only laugh at me if i did let us keep just as we are old fellow and not tell our secret to anybody unprepared for a style of address so familiar why billy i said i have never seen you before are you quite sure you see me now he replied our positions had become reversed billy sitting in my study chair that he might read over what i had written about the planets i standing by his side i looked down to answer his last question and for the briefest fraction of a second a vision passed before me the object beneath me was not my study chair but a small iron bedstead on which there lay a boy fast asleep it passed in the twinkling of an eye and i found myself seated as before at my desk the half-finished report was before me and save myself not a soul was in the room it is certain thought i that i am haunting somebody in the name of all the secret powers that guide the fates of men who am i haunting a marvellous story i cried and more significant than even you panhandle are aware i knew billy burst he and i were schoolmates and practised magic together under the guidance of a mysterious power whose name billy would never disclose you knew billy burst exclaimed panhandle my friend 
you fill me with astonishment and delight did i not say we were on the eve of great discoveries tell me all you know about billy for the matter is of the utmost importance you are making me wait for the appearance of the ghost said i and must not be aggrieved if i make you wait for information about billy i again pledge my word to you he answered that you shall see a ghost this very night and i pledge mine to you that you shall hear all about billy as soon as the ghost appears but it is my turn first let us make it a covenant he said agreed i answered then shake hands over the bargain as he said this he stood up and extended his hand with the utmost eagerness i sprang to my feet and made the reciprocating gesture for an instant i thought that excitement had unsteadied me for my hand seeking his seemed to move at random in the vacant air then i made a second attempt carefully noting the position of his extended palm and this time the truth dawned upon me in a flash my hand indeed grasped what seemed to be his but there was no substance to resist my closing fingers no hardness of interior bones no softness of enveloping tissues no pressure no contact no warmth panhandle i cried you are a ghost hush he answered we never use that term in addressing one another whatever i am you are also in the process of becoming you have been slow in making the discovery i thought you had found me out when we stood among the cypress in the garden i was trembling all over and had no control over the next words that came to my tongue what they were i cannot remember but panhandle's reply seemed to indicate that i had been imploring him to tell me what kind of ghost he was certainly not a character taken out of a novel he was saying think of the other orders of spirits who i told you were haunting the house and place me in the last and highest you are a ghost of a philosophy i said i am whose philosophy are you i shouted for the figure of panhandle was rapidly sliding away into the distance your own was the answer come back beloved panhandle i called after the retreating figure come back and let me fulfill my part of the compact before you go i have yet to tell you the story of billy burst i shall read it in the next chapter of your book was the reply now almost inaudible so great was the distance from which it came i called yet louder i have a ghost story to tell you dear panhandle very important about the ghost of a novelist far better than yours about the novelist's characters i shall read about it in the next chapter but one such i am fain to believe was the answer but the voice had now become so faint that this rendering of the words is given with reserve my first impression was that panhandle said simply pooh pooh i was determined not to let him go raising my voice to the uttermost i continued to call him come back i kept shouting and arm me with one more word of wisdom for the battle of life without you panhandle i have no protector and the psychologist will surely devour me at the sound of the word psychologist panhandle's flight was suddenly arrested in one swoop he retraversed the vast space that now lay between us and returned to his original position hear then my last word he said the chief heirs of mankind issue from the notion that thinking is a solitary process and the thinker an isolated being in writing their works and monologues the thinkers with few exceptions have mistaken the form which is proper to philosophy and thereby done violence to the true nature of thought all thinking is the work of a community 
its form is conversational and in the highest stages dramatic for want of this knowledge many philosophers have gone astray ignorant of the other minds with which their own are in communion deaf to the voices which mingle with theirs in the eternal dialogue of thought they have uttered their message as a weird monologue and the vivid interplay of mind with mind the quick debate of reacting spirits which is the very life of thought has fallen dead in the course of your education which has properly begun to-day you will become acquainted with the multitude of interlocutors whose existence you have never suspected though they have been addressing you from the first moment you began to think and contributing much of what you consider most original in your thought these are the ghosts by whom you will henceforth be haunted until finally they make you one of themselves and carry you to heaven in a whirlwind of fire farewell having said this he instantly vanished leaving behind him a faint odor of havana cigars at the same moment a marvellous change the stages of which have left no record on my memory passed over me i found myself in the place where i am at this moment this identical sheet of paper was under my hand this pen was writing and the ink of the last paragraph was still wet end of panhandle and the ghosts by l p jacks recording by angelique g campbell october two thousand eighteen